Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is a podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today we are back for our third episode of Code Changes. And today is gonna be a little bit less about code changes and, or maybe equally about code changes and a conversation about types of construction. There's a lot of confusion around types of construction sometimes, but we're hoping that maybe we'll clarify this a little bit. So Mike, could you maybe explain to people how many types of construction are there and then what what are those types sure to premise this we're looking at uh, a code change that's been talked about for some time now regarding heavy timber construction uh, so you know to for a little bit of background here we'll go over the types of construction and uh, we'll go over you know how you get large wood buildings heavy timber buildings just to go over the types of construction so first off in today's code as we sit there's five different types of construction. And how I usually like to do it, this is a little for any of you that have taken the uh, construction supervisors class. We go over this in detail. We utilize uh, a method of going over the types of construction, who's in the building, thus it dictates how big the building can be constructed. So first there's five types of construction. And if we go from most combustible to least combustible, you start with type five construction. And that would be similar to your typical one or two family dwelling, but also uh, podium buildings above the podium, your combustible, your stick framed portion of the building would be a type five construction. Uh, and type five is defined as combustible exterior, combustible interior, or as the code uses the terminology of any material approved by the code exterior and any material uh, interior. So that would be type five. I think it's important to, yeah, important to reiterate because podium can be built another way, but you're saying if it's podium style, all non-combustible, you would be type five. The top portion of the podium would the be The top portion of the podium. Type five. The stick built. And we'll get, when I get to the the third, or th you know, third type of construction, we can talk about uh, a little bit more about how podium you know, changes, how you can get some extra stories with, by using a, a, another type of construction. Yeah. And I think an important note is there while we're on the subject, podium construction is unique because they look at that actually as two separate buildings. Correct. The concrete portion at the bottom, the podium piece is one type of construction or one building. And there's a second building on top of it. That would be the type five if it was all non-combustible. Correct. Which is almost the not the most common way to do it. Right. Right. Okay. Right. And then obviously your one and two family dwellings that are all combustible materials is also type five. Correct. Okay. So then we go into type four construction. And right now on the books, as far as what we um, define type four construction as, is heavy timber construction. Uh, so there's dimensional requirements for the timbers in heavy timber construction, uh, the size of girders, the size of a subfloor, uh, the size of uh, primary framing uh, members uh, all have minimum dimensions, and that's heavy timber. So if you think of if you've ever been to Lowell or you've been to the Charlestown Navy Yard or any of these old factory buildings that have these very large uh, timbers inside them, uh, that's that's heavy timber framing. Uh, I know a lot of people say, you know, you know, look, I've worked in heavy timber construction, and then you say to them, well, what did you do? And they say, well, we ripped out the floors and we put in, it, you know, Advantech flooring and we threw in LVLs. Well, now you no longer have a type four heavy timber building because you've gone to engineered lumber and changed from the 
you know, large dimensional lumber to engineered lumber and, and, and you know, three-quarter uh, subfloor. You don't have the four-inch floor. So heavy timber right now is very specific to dimensions uh, in the code. It actually is the only type of construction that has about three pages of code that goes with it because of the specificity in the lumber that needs to be utilized. Mm-hmm. So there is mention, and we'll get back to this, in heavy timber right now of SLT and CLT lumber, cross-laminated timber mm-hmm. and structural laminated timbers, uh, which we'll see and we'll talk about in a little bit when we get into this code change. Um, but it's very minimal in the code at this point as far as the mention of those types of construction. And you're talking about, so in the current in the current edition, which is the ninth edition of Massachusetts, the 2015 IBC, it's the first time that they reference CLT. So there is a reference in there under the heavy timber section. But at this point, it hasn't moved to really kind of a, a full adoption yet where you're getting to build right. uh, with sizable structures. Right. Okay, so that's four. So that's four. And then we move to three. Type three construction is really the combination of both. It's non-combustible and combustible. So it's exterior of, of non-combustible material, meaning masonry uh, or of the like. And interior can be of any material or combustible material. So I always use, you know, the reference of a, a brownstone in Boston where the exterior is stone or masonry and the interior is framing. Well, you can also have, speaking about uh, podiums, you can have type three and podium construction as well. And what you end up with is an exterior of uh, a rated material or a fire-resistant material and the interior of combustible framing or type 5 stick-built framing. So the exterior being non-combustible and the interior being combustible makes that a type 3. It's really a combination um, construction type. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. So the exterior is a fire-treated plywood, fire-treated lumber, and then the walls coming perpendicular have to be what is it how many feet so anything tying into uh the exterior wall also has to be rated for x amount of feet um if you tie into that uh exterior exterior wall wall. so i want to say it's like three feet or six feet or uh, i forget off the top of my head but so that exterior wall you you know you're thinking about it it's lumber so you think combustible but if you have fire treated both framing and uh, plywood, then you would fall into that non-combustible exterior, anything on the inside. Right. That's type three. Yeah. So then type two and type one construction are very similar. The difference gets into um, the ratings, meaning the uh, fire resistance ratings of the structural members, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the allowance for wood uh, in these types of construction. So one and two are non-combustible exterior, non-combustible interior, so masonry, steel, concrete, uh, whatever it might be, both exterior and interior. And there's a very small allowance for wood in these types of structures. And then when you do have type one and two construction, the uh, allowance for wood limits it to fire retardant treated wood, mm-hmm. uh, so protected wood. Uh, so one and two are your typical your high-rise buildings or your office buildings that are Again, steel studs interior and masonry or concrete exterior or a combination of of steel and concrete interior and exterior. And that's where you get into when you see with blocking, you know, blocking needs to be fire rated. You can get off with a small percentage of non-fire rated, but for the most part, it's just best practice. 
any wood blocking in the walls, things like that, it all has to be fire rated. Correct. And I think another thing to point out, because a lot of people get confused. I remember as like the inspector days, they would, where you talked about how it needs to be both type one and type two need to be non-combustible, all component components, but then the fire rating, right? So that's where you could have a building where someone walks in and says, why is this steel not fireproofed? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because it needs to be non-combustible, but it doesn't necessarily need to be a fire rating. So you're probably looking at type two construction when you're looking at that type of a uh, situation most often. So Right. So, and then not to confuse, we talked about five types of construction, and then there's also protected and unprotected. And even building officials, you know, that are coming up get confused between protected and unprotected. Uh, most people think, well, it's protected by sprinkler, which isn't necessarily the case because protected and unprotected refers to the structural members being protected by a fire resistance rating. So mm-hmm. unprotected means um, that they're exposed and then protected means that there's some sort of protection on that structural member, meaning it could be five-eighths wallboard, it could be core board, it could be uh, concrete, it could be spray-on fireproofing. So that's could the be intermescent paint. It could, it could be, be intermescent. Good. So when you're talking mm-hmm. about protected and unprotected, it refers to the protection of the structural members in mm-hmm. that in that structure. Great. So the code change that's happened, and this is a much more elaborate code change. Maybe we'll talk about it in the future. I feel like it's been done quite a bit out there with the excitement about mass timber. So we're not going to get into the weeds on this, but just as a way to understand types of construction and understand the code change at the same time. So we're kind of lumping two things together. One of them is a code change. One of them is just understanding types of construction. So the code change itself was that now you went from that type four construction to type 4A, 4B, 4C, and 4HT, which is heavy timber. What that allows you to do is roughly speaking, and it again um, goes back to the use, uh, a 4C would allow you to build up to nine stories. A type 4B would allow you to build up to 12 stories. And type 4A would allow you to build with mass timber we're talking about here, I should have been specific, up to 18 stories. So you can build up to nine, 12, and 18 stories. The details we're not going to go into on this one is, you know, what percentage of that has to be wrapped with non-combustible drywall and things like that. But those are the cases that are out there. And then 4HT is really pretty close, I think, to the existing um, type 4 construction. So we added in those four types. And now the next question is, um, why would you choose to go with type 4 or type 2 or type 1 or type 3? Right. So depending on the type of construction you're utilizing, and again, going back to when I teach uh, the CSL class, this is one of the concepts we go over is, Based on who's in the building and what you're constructing it of, uh, that dictates the square footage, how big the building can be, mm-hmm. and height, how high the building can be, one in feet and two in stories. So um, obviously, if you look at a building and you say, all right, what are the high rises in downtown Boston? What do they consist of? Concrete and steel. So most of those buildings are unlimited height, and unlimited area because they're type one non-combustible uh, buildings, concrete and steel. Uh, now, if you did the same building out of wood, you're going to be limited in the total stories and total square footage that you construct that building. So the more combustible, uh, the smaller the building. The less combustible, the larger the building uh, you can you can construct. 
And now we enter heavy timber. You know, why, why are people choosing heavy timber? And I'll, I'll give the quote that, um, you know, the industry utilizes, and I'm, I'm open for debate here, but the industry, when this is being, um, you know, brought out and, and put on the street, as we say, they say, look, you know, standard nominal, you know, regular lumber burns, um, steel melts or bends, and concrete explodes when it gets hot. The testing and the evidence that was presented to us as building officials as we went around shows that uh, heavy timber burns uh, at a slower rate than conventional lumber and is more apt to char and not fail in similar situations as uh, steel and, and concrete. So the reason why you have these heavy timber designations now is based on testing that was done. And we won't get too deep into it, but uh, the size and height of the buildings are based on the thickness of the lumber that's being, uh, the building's being constructed of. So, you know, the larger the timbers, the slower the building is going to burn if there is a, a an incident in the building. So yeah. Now, you're saying heavy timber, but you're referring to mass timber. Mass timber. I mean, it applies to both, but Correct. you're talking about mass timber. I would also add, just for clarity, just, so you had mentioned what somebody's doing in the building, and that would what you would kind of typically call the use. The use, correct. So what's the use of the building? That's going to be the first designation. And then there's those other limits that you're going to bump up against. And what I find really interesting is, you know, you have the area component. You know, do you meet that area component? Uh, you know, do you need more area or less area? And that can kind of adjust you through the different types of construction. And then the other thing I find interesting is you can see like go to the height table and if you say business use type 2a you can build up to 85 feet right most people are going to think okay i can do eight stories that's a high rise well it's going to be a high rise anyway but then you look at the stories table and it says six stories right so a lot of times you're like, okay, wow, I can be, you're looking at the height, you think you can get one thing, but then the stories don't allow you to get what you need from the number of floors because you want to lease out square footage for, you know, condos or whatever. Right. That can become problematic. So you have to kind of look at that and massage things. And that might push you like, oh, wow, I thought I could do type two, 85 feet. I could get eight stories. But then you realize, no, in order to get eight stories, I need to be a type one B. Right. And that's how you would end up with a type one B versus a two versus a, a three versus a four B. Correct. Um, I think one of the thing that would be helpful to add on is four A is very close to one A, if I'm not mistaken. Let me find, I think there was a nice little chart out there. Let me see if I can find it. So yeah. The, I think the way to explain A, B, C mm -hmm. is the level of coverage. Coverage meaning how much of the timber that's going to be in the building is covered by another material. Uh, most often it's covered by uh, wallboard. It's covered by gypsum. Uh, it could be covered by other things. The primaries could be covered by concrete or, or whatnot. But I, I think A, B, and C, A being the most protected are covered. We talked about type A and B construction. Mm -hmm. uh, a being the most covered or the most protected, B being the middle ground, and C being the least covered mm -hmm. or the least protected. And just like the height and area table, 
the more coverage and more protection you get, the bigger the building is going to be. So I think that explains why uh, if you're looking at a B occupancy, uh, business occupancy, a 4A building is going to be able to go to 18 stories in height, mm -hmm. whereas a 4C, I think, is nine, nine. nine stories in yep. height. So that, again, gets back to the coverage and the protection of the uh, structural members. Okay. So I think that's it, right? You're talking about combustibility of the exterior and interior. Those are what designates whether you're a type one, two, three, four, or five. Sprinkler coverage will matter from a classification and a use standpoint. So you get your use, you get your height, you get your stories, you get your area, and then you kind of move within those tables to find out what is the right product for you to build your building out of. Right. So the, the simplified way that I teach it is who's in the building, what's the building constructed of, is it sprinkled, is it protected? And that's going to in turn dictate how big the building can be constructed. And of what materials. And of what material. Great. All right. I think that's it. If anybody has questions around types of construction, again, I'll just repeat, 4A is up to 18 stories for mass timber. 4B is 12 stories, up to 12 stories. And 4C is up to nine stories. Those are the three new types of construction that are going to be in our 2021 edition. If you have any questions, let us know. If you have a new code topic you want us to cover, please let us know that as well. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.